Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. This was brought to my attention today. I'll give credit to Steve Classic at dinner uh, before the show. We Some of us gathered to have dinner on a relatively frequent basis. And he pointed out that, well, cancel culture has now come for an entire country. That's true. <laughs> it's totally true. Uh, Russia has been canceled. Sorry. It's just been canceled. It's like a... It's a, uh, somebody else brought up something that reminded me of the Black Mirror series of television shows. If you haven't okay. seen those, watch those. But there's one where, like, you can block a person, like, from reality. They nice. become just oh. sort of this gray, you know, figure, this blob that can't really communicate with you at all. It exists still, and you can, like, bump into it physically, but it's otherwise, like, blurted out or, or bl- grayed out for audio, video, the whole nine yards. And so you can actually block somebody permanently. And so this is what has happened for the the rest of the world, uh, at least as far as the U.S. is concerned, because, you know, okay, so the government's doing the government thing. Of course, they're going to do that. But now we have corporations. Yes. Right. Large entities, McDonald's, for example, uh, Netflix, you know, these types of things who are like, Duck, duck, go! Right, we talked a little bit about that, that. one. Was sad, you know. I expected better from them. Totally. Yeah, me too. Everything that's come up with the Ukraine and Russia, whether it's uh, financial, whether it's communications, whether it's canceling, like there exists a workaround, mainly because of blockchain technology. And I'm not just talking about finance. Okay. Right. I'm talking about you know, other things. Right. Uh, I heard uh, Facebook is canceling Russia. Right. So okay. not a huge loss. Not, not a yeah. huge loss, but at the same time, there are things that you can use if you're in Russia. Uh, there are certain. There's like a Facebook clone, like VK or whatever that thing was called. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about right. that. Yeah. No, that's old. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there are things you can do, like you know, fire up a VPN, say you're from a different country, go to Facebook.com, yeah, there's right? There's there's workarounds for all this stuff. You get on the dark web, right? Um, you know, if you need access to somebody else's computer remotely, you can go purchase that service from somebody else. So, like, now you can just remote desktop into a computer that's at an IP where you yeah. can... Act. Like, all of these things have workarounds. And it's great because for the first time, like, normally... The news would be all like, oh, the sanctions have been applied. The The poor Russian people are having a hard time getting food and clothes and blah, blah, blah. N- nothing really. It's not even true like, yet. Well, it, it can be for the ones who aren't tech savvy. Sure. Or, you know, of sort of a, a mind of like working around. Some people just sort of accept their complacency and servitude. So this article says the Bitcoin exchange reserves. This is how much Bitcoin these exchanges have, you know on hand, has dropped to the lowest point in three years. Oh, can we have a run on the exchanges? I'm withdrawing everything. Is there, does, I mean, does that even work? Everybody talks about how, like, uh, uh, like, there's a whole bunch of people that now believe that, like, government shut down crypto because Canada, right? Which is just retarded. Um, it's they, they didn't shut down cryptocurrency. What they did is they told some exchanges not to send or receive from a few specific addresses. Right. Which, if you know anything about cryptocurrency, you know that well, you just create a new address. No big deal. <laughs> and a lot of wallets, like legit wallets where people can own their keys, were like, uh, 
we can't do that, and right. that's literally the whole point. Yes. So not they only, just told them to basically, like, F off. Yeah. Not only can we not do it, but even if we could, well, we would be violating our own product, the nature of it. So, And the one that was, like, really stuck it to him wasn't even in the jurisdiction. Like, not only do we not yeah. have to follow Canada's laws. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't even if we had to. On the left-hand side of Craigslist, they have a little box you can check when you're looking at stuff for sale that says cryptocurrency okay. Yep. And uh, I did a thing the other day because Craigslist also has this search function where you can type in search, you know, a radius from my zip code and you like, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles, 100 miles, whatever it is. I typed in like 5,000 miles, which should be anywhere... You know, that's not it's pretty far, yeah. You know, pretty much the entire United States from here and Canada, and then checked the box for cryptocurrency. Okay, and I sorted by most expensive, right? And there's people selling some really cool stuff, expensive stuff for crypto. for crypto, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's some medium stuff and some low budget stuff as well. Uh, and I was completely taken aback at how much stuff on Craigslist uh, hmm. is willing to be sold for cryptocurrency, at least according to checking that box. Now, you know, you got to go through your normal routine and vet somebody out, make sure they're not a scammer of some kind or they're just trying to take your crypto and, you know, that kind of a thing. So be very careful. But it's a very awesome thing. And then I'll run across ads sometimes that are people like, Hey, uh, I'm local to this area, and I have some crypto. Uh, you know, what do you have to trade or barter? You know, kind of a thing, and you can reply through Craigslist. I have of. Federal Reserve notes to barter, good friend. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, again, workarounds, man. North Carolina mom says black students were sold at a school slave auction. In quotes, district condemns racism. So going into this article, I read the headline and I went, was this a school function? Like, that's, was this part of history class? That's my thought, too. Uh, in my, okay. uh, in my uh, middle school, at the, the last year of that, before you, before your freshman year, your, uh, whatever, eighth grade, yeah. uh, they had this thing called, it was called trade fair. It was mock capitalism. Okay. Right? And the idea was you and one or two other people got together and you created a fake store. You sold whatever it is you want. I did a uh, records and CDs, right? The record shop because nice. I had a bunch, right? Yeah, and I'm like, smart. oh, I could just haul all those to school, which in retrospect was a bad idea, but whatever. That was just a lot of work, is all. Um, and then they would, like the government, print fake money and distribute it to everybody. So it was very much statism training. Uh, and then you know all the teachers and like families were invited to come and participate, and you got to sell whatever it is. And so I had this vision of like. A whole bunch of students had these like little tiny fake businesses going on, except one of them was like actively trading slaves in their school somehow. And uh, I was like, that can't happen. That can't happen. That can't well, happen. But not only that, I was like, well, if that was, if this was a school function, right, with woke culture being what it is, you couldn't have like a white student playing the role of the black slave. Most people falsely believe that slavery has been abolished because of this percentage rule or rule of thumb i got it's not really a rule uh, it's a mis- concept misconception yeah. is what it is this uh misconception of percentage slavery because if i'm only one percent a slave i'm still a slave but yes. just one percent if i'm a 20 percent slave i'm i'm still a slave 20 percent. if you're taking 20 percent of my life's effort i am 20 percent your slave 
or 20% of the time at least. I think most people would complain a lot less if it was just 1%. And like I think, there might not even be a libertarian movement if it was 1%. And I think also the thing with taxation is people have this illusion that they are getting something, they're receiving something from their tax dollars, right? Yeah. So, so, so they think hang on that real it's, quick, real yeah. quick, because uh, we've all made the jump between slavery and taxation because we're us. Yeah. But our listeners might not have made the jump from slavery to taxation, but that is the point of the yeah. percentage. Who takes a percentage of your life from you without your consent? Well, that's government. How do they do so? They extract it from your paycheck or from your business or from your property. Or show up at your house with men with guns. If you refuse to pay them, of course. Some black students were reportedly sold, quote-unquote, by classmates at a recent, quote-unquote, slave auction. At a mock slave auction wasn't a real slave auction. Uh, I mean, it doesn't. Oh, say well, that, mock. It doesn't that say changes mock. things. It, does. it is in quotes, but that's why I did quote unquote. Okay. Uh, at uh, Chatham County School, prompting the superintendent, as opposed to just the regular intendant, to send a letter to families condemning recent unacceptable incidents. But you know, they never they never send a letter to families condemning like the existence of public schools. At any rate, in a letter sent Tuesday night, Chatham County Superintendent Anthony Jackson told families that the district had become aware of recent incidents involving students using racially insensitive language and offensive imagery. Jackson's letter doesn't specifically describe the incidents, but a Chatham County parent who has been in contact with the district officials detailed in Facebook posts about the slave auction and a video that used the N-word. Oh, no. Nitrous oxide? Who knows? Our son experienced a slave auction by his classmates, and when he opened up, we were made aware that this type of stuff seems to be the norm so much that he didn't think it was worth sharing. Oh, God. Ashley Palmer wrote in a Facebook post Friday. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I mean, if school isn't teaching anything else, obviously... Uh, the least they could do is you know, turn their focus on to slavery bad. Okay. Well, if they're not okay, so again, if they're not teaching it, right? Did the students independently come up with the idea of a slave auction? Like, you know, what would be a good idea. <laughs> hey, history repeats itself. <laughs> hey, gang! Right? They're all at like they're on recess. They're you know around like the four square thing, right? Somebody's sitting on the bottom. They're like, I got an idea. <laughs> a barbershop quartet. But here's what we're gonna sing. Uh, Palmer, who I think is the uh, spokesperson for the school, uh, posted, or maybe one of the parents, posted that the incident took place at J.S. Water School, a K-8 school in Goldston, located about 50 miles southwest of Raleigh in North Carolina. According to this year's data, the 195-student school is 68% white, 12% black, 12% Hispanic, and 6% of two or more races. Uh... Students received 
a one-day suspension for the auction, but that no action had been taken yet about the vi- They made a video, apparently. Well, what can you do about the video? Is one day enough? Like, does that, that seem reasonable? I mean, so, okay, let's teach you a lesson about slavery bad by basically making you a slave for a day, right? When you're in detention, you basically have to do whatever the detention person Well, if it's a suspension, you though, you, you're not Oh, if it's there. out of school, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, true. public school in general is kind of slavery. I would consider uh, on Fiverr uh, having people do things for me that, like, um, I, I won't do uh, if I don't have another resource for it. You know okay. what I mean? So, like... Oh, I don't know if I needed a particular like a female voice to pipe in, you know, for like a call and react kind of a thing or a duet or something like that. I might. Hey, here's an MP3. Can you can you sing vocals? Here's the lyrics, that kind of thing. I would employ somebody for that. Or if there's like I want a ripping fast lead solo and I can't do ripping fast lead solos. So I might, you know, consider uh, employing somebody for that. I have f- friends who are musicians. So generally speaking, if I need something like that. Um, I have enough of a, a resource base to where they all have their own like home recording setups and whatnot, and they can bust something out for me, no problem. It was more only having to spend five bucks on song lyrics. Y- yeah. I'm a pretty wordy guy. Okay. Uh, no. I like language. Oh. I like making up words. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of portmanteau and that there's kind of thing. I was going to so, say there's a word for that. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really have a problem writing lyrics. In fact, sometimes I... I'll, I'll busy up a song a little too much. I'll be like, ah, I gotta trim the trim the lyrical content back. How can I make my point with less words, you know, or change a phrase, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's a whole bunch of refining that kind of thing. All that to say, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I'm really glad to be writing music again. I can't tell you how glad I am. In a lot of ways, I certainly respect the philosophy that the Native Americans had regarding planet Earth that nobody owns planet Earth. You can own stuff. Right, you, that's 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 my bow and arrow. Right, I made it; it's mine. I mixed my labor with part. You know, not not. But they didn't own the earth; they were merely, uh, you know, existing upon it like oh. all of the other creatures. There were no borders. They Nobody needed a passport. They didn't build a fence. That's one thing. So you make but a distinction, Captain, between property and possessions. And then wandering away, and then wandering back in another season. I don't think that means you own it. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. And I think, I mean, as far as like property goes, I think it would make sense if someone like builds a house and it's like, okay, like, you know, this is my portion of land. Okay. To me, like as far as private property goes, like that makes sense. But so if you build a house and plant a field. Yeah. Like I would think okay. that that would make sense. But for the governments being like, well, this is the USA and this is Canada and if you're here, you have to follow these rules. Like, if I'm in New Hampshire, I can have a gun. But if I'm in Massachusetts, I can't unless I jump through all these hoops. Just because I cross, like, five feet across an imaginary line? Man doesn't know why he got pulled over by police. <laughs> Realizes his grandmother with dementia wrote a help sign. No, oh my God, that's great. <laughs> Man doesn't know why he got pulled over by police. But realizes his grandmother with dementia wrote a help sign. I just had to say that twice in case you needed to hear it twice because it's a bit of a of a headline. The, the problem is the entire article is basically in the headline. Like that's the funny bit right there. That's it. So we're done. I mean, you could be done. I mean, you could you could tell the story if you want to. But that's, I don't know the story. This okay. is your story. Do you want to tell the story? I don't have it pulled up, but you, could, you can you can read it. But all the funny bits are in that. 
The rest of it's kind of sad. What? No? Okay. No, there's more funny bits. Oh, the producer says? The uh, producer well, says there's more funny bits. All right, go for producer it. Says, producer says, tonight on Producer Says, S-E-Z, not S-A-Y-S. This from cheeseburger.com. Sounds legit. <laughs> A well-respected news site. <laughs> I mean, I nowadays, yeah. Remember that, cat? I do. Alzheimer dementia is a heartbreaking diagnosis that is extremely difficult for families. Watching your loved one slowly disappear in front of your eyes is one of the most difficult things a person can endure. I've See, seen this. Now first I'm day. just sad. I've seen this first. Okay. Day. Uh, my my one of my grandmothers uh, certainly. Uh, I, I saw her put something down, and somebody goes, "Hey, can you hand me the thing?" She's like, "What thing?" The second cop went <laughs> went to the driver's side. She was still playing dead. After a bit, she lifted her head and started to giggle. See, she's effing with these people. (laughs) I had to call my mom on speaker and explain my Graham's Alzheimer's dementia. No one knows why she did it, but she was so tickled. The cops understood, and after some more explaining, they let us go. They said I needed to monitor her better, but no charges. And uh, obviously, this guy didn't have a warrant, or at least it didn't come up when the, you know, because otherwise, you know, they'd have thrown him in the cage. That would have really messed with him. If he was like a, you know, had a warrant for something, like an unpaid parking day. <laughs> and grandma's just trying to yeah. F with him. Or if he didn't, ret- if he rented from Hertz and didn't ret- oh. turn his car on time, all of a sudden, like you're going to jail, son. Grandma's yeah. like, ah, oh, now this is going to take me to my daughter's house. Yeah. This is not car rental advice, but if you <laughs> ever rent a car from anybody, if that company happens to be H-E-R-T-Z, Hertz, uh, you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. Because that's what their fees do. They hurt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's in the name. They they were not hiding it. Okay. And, you know they changed the spelling a little bit so that you'd go. Oh, it's oh, it's okay. So it's spelled H U R T Z, right? Yeah. They also call in uh, stolen car reports on their paying customers. So that's a thing. The core traits of famous psychopaths. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So does this describe all politicians? Probably. It might be in there. This is from the Daily Mail. Co. Uk. What does that mean? What's .co.uk? That's the for the uh, United Kingdom. Why is it .co? Why isn't it just .uk? Country .United Kingdom. I don't know. That's weird. It's just what it is, man. Yeah, all right. Why is it LRN.fm? We're no anywhere near whatever country. FM. Frequency modulation, man. But that's not what the that's not what the domain means for a radio show. I get it. But it's a country code. Although we are on some AM stations, yeah. too. So it's not, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyways. I didn't make that up. Uh, this from DailyMail.co.uk. The core traits of psychopaths. Scientists identify five key characteristics in Ted Bundy, Clyde Barrow, and Bernie Madoff, including callousness, dishonesty, and cruelty. Huh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I wonder where I've seen those traits before. Movies. Television shows, politicians, politicians, governments, agents of governments, basically anybody employed by government really at some point has to exhibit those things because that's the nature of what government does. Even at the lowest level of, of elected positions. Yeah. I mean, even like the DMV or whatever. They found that Bundy, Madoff, and Barrow are all psychopaths guilty of callousness, manipulativeness, dishonesty, arrogance, and cruelty. However, Bond, Holmes, and Jaeger are likely not psychopaths and may have been misidentified in the past due to their fearlessness and boldness, experts say. 
So they're my showing. Fifth grade teacher used showing, to call me bold and belligerent. They're showing pictures here. I guess those are just of the real dudes. I was like, why? Why not? You know, give us a spot-on pick of James Bond while you're at it. You know? The research was conducted by Christina Krigo at Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia, and Thomas Whittiger at the University of Kentucky. The there remains considerable debate as to what the core traits are of psychopathy, they say in their paper. One approach to addressing this question is to identify the traits that are present in persons said to be actual or even prototypic examples of psychopathy. According to the team, Ted Bundy, Clyde Barrow, Bernie Madoff, pilot Chuck Yeager, and two fictional men, oh, they admit that they're fictional now, James Bond, Sherlock Holmes, all have previously been described as psychopaths. Ted Bundy was a serial killer, rapist, and necrophile who assaulted and murdered numerous young women during the 1970s. While Madoff is one of the best-known snakes in suits, implementing what many consider to be the largest Ponzi scheme and financial fraud in the U.S. Seems to me you got to be missing at least one front tooth to be Nicky Moonshine. (laughs) Seeing as I you shine at night, I I hereby christen you Nicky Moonbeam. Okay, I accept that. that, Thank you. You know that I also accept that. All right. So now you've had your name changed twice by men. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's probably a man that gave it to her in the first, na- first place. At least the last one. That's the way it goes. Wait, wait. I, I just need to make sure. Is Nikki Moonbeam a vegan name? Like, is it? You know, I got to make sure. It. It's, I got to make sure it's certified. Did, yeah, kosher. Whatever. Did, did somebody put their stamp on? Okay, vegan right. and kosher she, are the same thing. Also, she, she says it's good. What Close else, enough. Major? <laughs> kosher, right, vegan, cool, organic. Cool. Um, well, as far as what you guys were just talking about, about criminal tendencies amongst you know, mastermind maniacs. Psychopaths. I won, psychopaths. What, I'm what, psychopaths. I'm wondering why Hannibal Lecter and Ted Bundy didn't make the list, seeing as how they were both cannibals. I mean, it seems to me that would have been top tier. Yeah. I, I, do you think psychopathy is necessary for cannibalism? Well, I don't know. It's probably necessary plus one beyond Okay, so maybe we need to rehash the story that I brought in several weeks ago about creating your own cannibal meat from your own cells and whether that's cannibalism right, to and, eat it. And what about the, the, what was the story, the plane that went down and then, like, they got hungry and they had Oh, to, like, yeah, and, like, the Andes or whatever? Yeah. To preface this, I haven't smoked any weed in about a week, so I might not be as level-headed as I, and mild-mannered as I normally am, but I'll try to go slow and, and kind of take, take you through the facts here. So this is evil um, turd Ferguson. Are you from another dimension? Wait, do you have a goatee? Uh, I have a full I have a full out beard now. Um, but uh, what happened to the real so turd Ferguson? The, the, I am the real turd Ferguson. I promise you. All right, go um, ahead. So, yeah. So, um, in twenty twenty, early twenty twenty, um, I think you guys will remember a little word called hydroxychloroquine. Yep. Uh, yep. This was a medicine that was originally touted as being a uh, effective. Uh, treatment against COVID-19 before a certain cartel, a big pharma cartel, came after it and tried to destroy it. So far, so um, good. Yeah, and actually, there's a big conspiracy behind this. Uh, so Bill Gates, who is uh, one of the richest men in the world and who has been a uh, part of this big pharma cartel over the past two years and has a large stake in Gilead, which makes the uh, drug remdesivir, mm-hmm. uh, the, the patented drug, which pharmaceutical companies can still make a ton of money off of. Um, in, in 2020, they, uh, Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci, and the Bill Gates-funded WHO 
um, conspired together to uh, put hydroxychloroquine in a coffin for good. Our official Free Talk Live health correspondent, Nikki Moonshine, has been nodding. Moonbeam, sorry. (laughs) Nikki Moonbeam has been nodding along as you've told the story. Nikki. So I, beginning of COVID, I worked, I literally worked in a nursing home and I watched this happen. So absolutely they were, and this was happening, I'm assuming, all around the United States. I only know what I saw personally with my own eyes and I only know what other nurses and healthcare workers from around the world have told me, but... Absolutely. They were giving people lethal doses of hydroxychloroquine in the beginning. And then they were like, oh, this is horrible. It doesn't work. Blah, blah, blah. At that time, I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't know like what the dosage was. And I honestly didn't even know. You know I just didn't know much about it. And then when I left that job and then went to my job at the hospital, they started using remdesivir, which is another medication that you mentioned briefly. And that medication, they were also overdosing people on. It was killing them, and a common side effect of that is tanking blood pressure, like the blood pressure drops, liver and kidney failure. So, and then it stems into you know after a few days, multi-system organ failure. Right, right. So okay. they were just murdering these people, and then being like, "It's COVID! It's COVID! It's COVID! We have to put them on ventilators because they can't breathe." And and really, what it was doing is their their lungs were filling with fluid, and they were calling it pneumonia, and it was just a huge mess. I hypothesized a fictitious show where there's a room, and in that room, on a screen, Free Talk Live is playing live with whatever, you know, let's say it's Tuesday's hosts, right? Tuesday's hosts are are on screen talking, and uh, then there's three people sitting watching in this room, watching this screen of Free Talk Live, but these three people are also co-hosts of Free Talk Live. Just not just on Tuesday. Not the Tuesday hosts, so like us, for example, sitting there, and now we're doing like an MST3K, that's Mystery Science Theater 3000 for the uninitiated, like an MST3K sort of like we're commenting on their commentary. It's kind of like what the chat room does, I guess, except it would be a little bit different, but uh, what did you say? And now? we can, uh, the peanut gallery? That's, and we can monetize I, the content. Yes, I, I wanted I wanted a uh, a name for this show, and I think you've you've come up with it. There you go. I love the idea of it being at uh, Forkfest or Porkfest. Yeah. So it's like we have whatever the hosts at the table doing their thing, and then you put another microphone at like the peanut gallery circle, and they're just like <laughs> blah blah blah. Taxation is theft or whatever we'll, libertarians talk we'll, about. Uh, we'll, we'll see if uh, that comes to transpire. And what also is happening is that they're threatening doctors, right? So even if a doctor speaks up and is like, I want to use this medication right. versus using remdesivir because I don't think it's working. Right. Then they get threatened. Like, no, you have to use this. This is the only option. It's hospital policy. That was another one they love to pull. It's mm-hmm. hospital policy. And there was actually, like, the federal government came out and said, like, state hospitals are only allowed to use, this is the only medications, they're allowed. or maybe it wasn't, like, the feds, but, like, the head up people at whatever, you know, FDA, whatever, they were telling the hospitals, this is the medications that you're allowed to use. So I don't know what sort of bribery was happening at higher levels of the hospitals, but basically it came down to doctors were not allowed to prescribe the medications they wanted to. And then even it got to the point where if doctors wanted to, you know, give somebody a legitimate vaccine exemption, if they had had a really bad side effect, Mm -hmm. they would get threatened like their license being right. pulled okay. so be, be due to the government's overreach into all things healthcare uh, healthcare suffers from the same thing that 
just you know, regular government does, which is uh, it's being top down instead of bottom up. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.